everyone and welcome back to Sip and Spin. My name is Skylar and over here in a shirt with all of the animals in like drawn drawn in like a little cartoon fashion from Fruits Basket is Brittany. Hello! This is a variety podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing. Feeling a little under the weather today, but it's okay. I'll be back to my normal self next time. I'll probably be back to my normal self tomorrow, but you guys won't know that. So what are we talking about? So today we got current events, and so we'll be talking about things that are currently eventing. <laughs> currently eventing, yes. And what are we drinking while we do that? So we are drinking white wine, and I will let Brittany tell you about it because she's the one who picked it out. I love the bottle downstairs. I can't say the name because that is a little too specific to where we live, but it is a peach-flavored white wine and it's supposed to be fairly sweet. We have not tried it, um, but we like peaches. I picked it out because I know Skylar likes peaches, even though I don't like sweet wine, white wine, which I think this is going to be very sweet, but as long as it's peach flavored, I'll probably still drink it. Yeah, I'm excited because I like sweet wine and I also really like peaches. They're my favorite fruit ever. It smells good. It smells very sweet. Richard? A little medicinal. Actually. Richard almost gagged when he tried it downstairs. So. Yeah, he's the only one who has tried it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. It's a little sweet even for me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and if I say it's a little too sweet for me, then Brittany, it's definitely too sweet for Brittany. I'm dying. I already feel like there's a coating of it on my tongue. And the worst part is, to me, it doesn't even taste like peaches. It doesn't really taste like peaches, no. I mean, I bought it, so I'm going to drink it. Yeah, I'm still going to drink it because Brittany bought it. But I'm but, really sad because there's a, a second bottle. Brittany. <laughs> well, we usually always buy, like, two. So yeah. I'm like, well, this is why white wine is the worst, guys. I'm hoping, like, if I just drink it more really fast, it'll be okay. That's what I tried to do with the Ghost Runner wine from episode one, and you were like, no, because you'll throw up. Yeah, I might throw up. It's really sweet. All right. So we're off to a great start. <laughs> Skylar's sick. The wine is will give you cavities. Anything else to discuss? Then I guess we can just jump right in. How's your week? Long. I was sick earlier this week. So yeah. Just a long week. How was your week? It was Other fun. than the trauma. Yeah. I was traumatized three days in a row. So Thursday, I got bit by a spider on my way into work. And so then I had a panic attack and cried for a very long time. And then when I would think about the fact that I got bit by a spider again, I'd start crying again. So it was very fun. And then Friday, while I was riding home decor, tagging home decor, doing something with the home decor, whatever. Um, a spider crawled up the outside of my shirt, um, and that terrified me. And then so I had another panic attack and also started crying. And then last night, I went to my friend's band's gig, two weeks notice. Their first album was coming out on August 21st. Check that out. But anyways, they had a gig. <laughs> so I went, and it was outside. It was an outdoor gig. And since the storm was coming in... A bunch of spiders were like on the table or on the inside of the tent trying to get away from the impending doom of the storm and I had to crawl on my leg like granted it was on my pant leg but still it was terrifying and then so I 
almost had a panic attack in front of them. And the only thing that got me calmed down was I was just like in my head while I was trying to control my breathing. I was like, you can't embarrass yourself in front of them. You can't embarrass yourself in front of them. You can't embarrass yourself in front of them. So I managed to, but they still saw me have trouble breathing. So I don't think it went very successful successfully, but at least I didn't cry in front of them. Like I did at work twice. So yeah, that was fun. Three days in a row, which could also be why I don't feel great today because that's three days in a row I had a panic attack because of spiders, which are like my biggest fear. So that's rough. I'm sorry. A mix of the weather messing with my allergies and the emotional exhaustion of all of that. It's probably what added to this, but I'm still here. We're still gonna go. Okay, so I'm gonna touch lightly on the recent collapse of the Champlain or Champlain Tower South condos in Surfside, Florida. We're just gonna call it that because <laughs> there was some debate. But yes, so basically... Um, I have zero reading comprehension, so I ruined Brittany's whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to double check because you made me nervous. I was like, oh, but I thought it was this. So if you aren't aware... If I'm ever telling you something else, assume you're the one who's always right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it, it does. Like most, even when I was just double checking right there, a lot of the articles do just say Surfside because mm-hmm. I guess that's just in the generalized location because this was an oceanfront tower. So... If you aren't aware, recently a, I saw some of them say 12 stories and another said 13. I don't know why there would be a difference unless maybe you count a parking garage or a basement versus not, but a 12 to a 13 story condo recently collapsed. Well, isn't that the thing with like hotels or big buildings and stuff? Don't count a 13th floor because of superstition. Is that still a thing? I, mean, I know it used to be. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Why that don't it give says... people another theory for why this happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me that there wouldn't be a 13th floor. But sometimes some people are just like, mm, we can't have no 13. <laughs> the so number 13 doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, I love the number 13, actually. We're about to have a Friday the 13th in August. It's a very exciting time. We have to do some witchcraft. We'll throw a party. <laughs> Friday the 13th party. Get real drunk. Mm-hmm. Well... What else is new? <laughs> I do that every day. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this condominium collapsed, and it was very devastating. It kind of happened out of nowhere, and it took pretty much the nation by surprise. But as of Sunday, I believe there are now 90 deaths confirmed, which is very sad, and 31-ish people still remain missing. This has been called what could be the deadliest accidental building collapse in American history. Assuming that, yes, it is accidental and not something a little more malicious, experts are focusing on a spot in the lowest part of the um, condominium complex as, like, where it went wrong. Mm -hmm. Because from what I read and saw, like, reenactments of, it started in the middle of the building, and then the back, and then the sides went last. So it was in the middle of the building is what went first towards the bottom. So they think there was something possibly below the underground parking garage where an initial failure could have set off the avalanche of the structure. They would call this term a progressive collapse, which is the gradual spread of failures could have occurred for a variety of reasons, including design flaws, buildings being built outside of the building code, which that is horrible to think about. Yeah, like... But it definitely could have happened because especially back in the day, people just didn't care. They wanted money and they mm-hmm. wanted buildings built and half like if you've ever lived in an apartment building you know that half that shit is not up to code like they just don't care and it's very sad 
So it was a shocking and devastating event. Uh, it's something that just doesn't really happen in America, if you think about it, outside of like a bomb or an earthquake or some other natural disaster. Structural engineers were shocked that the building that had stood for decades would just crumble on an otherwise unremarkable summer night. There was no bad weather. There was nothing going on in the surrounding areas. It is oceanfront, but there was no like hurricanes or anything at the time. But it is noted that three years before the collapse, a consultant found alarming evidence of, quote, major structural damage to the concrete slab below the pool deck, and, quote, abundant cracking and crumbling of the columns, beams, and walls of the parking garage under the building. So this was three years ago. Oh my god. A consultant saw this, told the building managers, like, hey, this is Fix alarming. This. Which, this is, it's very notable, and it makes sense because, like I said before, a lot of the experts looking at the footage of the collapse claim that it looks like something happened near the bottom of the building by the pool area, and it was a chain of events. There's even evidence that it started at the pool. This is very sad, I'm sorry. Michael Stratton said his wife, Cassie Stratton, was on the phone with him and was looking out through the window of her fourth floor unit when she told him a hole appeared near the pool. After that, the call was cut off. Oh. And Cassie is still currently one of the missing occupants. So it's very sad. But it's like oh, even. Like this. <laughs> yeah, that was so sad. But it's like even like she like saw it happen and it was at the pool area. Mm -hmm. Which three years ago, someone was like, this is a problem area. Wow. This... So, I mean, the theories add up there. Oh, yeah, and if you're not aware, there are a few th theories as to what happened, and I'm gonna kind of run through them all. But I do take a little bit of a <laughs> lean into this theory a little bit, that it's just neglect. Yeah, they just don't care. Yeah. Because so, to fix it, it they would have had you spend money, and they We're gonna talk wanna... about how much money. Yeah, and they don't I know that. spend that, they just want to <laughs> make it. So, actually, this next part. An engineer consultant was hired by the condo owners to examine the building, and then that expert also helped set in motion the plans for a $12 million repair project that had been set to start soon, more than two and a half years after the building managers were warned about the extensive damage. Like that in itself to me, it's just they didn't care. And yeah. this was going to happen because they didn't take the time to repair it two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. But it was just set to restart soon on the repairs when three years ago they were like this is bad fix it like i understand that it takes a long time to get all the people together that you need to start fixing it but it doesn't t take fucking three years when you have that many lives like mm -hmm. on your hands it's and sick. i doubt that any of the residents were warned about that or told about that to get the chance to be like hey maybe i should move don't want to live here anymore no i highly doubt that because like she's very loud so i'm just gonna let her go down <laughs> you hear the little lana pitter patters <laughs> yeah that's my dog getting fed because it's her dinner time but yeah like i've lived in apartment buildings they don't tell you shit mm -hmm. if they don't have to and it's not a condo by any means but you would think Maybe they would take a little more assurance for their residents because it's also Florida. It's popular. It's expensive to live there. They are probably making good money from these residents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they probably had no idea. So, yes, that is really basically the first theory is just straight up neglect and poor renovation and just didn't take the time. Another theory for what could happen could just be nature and like geological events. So like a sinkhole 
which is possible mm -hmm. and terrifying. And like, if you don't know, sinkholes are actually one of my biggest fears. They had one life. recently. Shut up. Like, you have spiders, I have sinkholes. Like, they're a legit fear for me. <laughs> so it could have been. And that to me is very terrifying. Because I don't have a lot of fears. Like, I'm pretty brave when it comes to most things. But sinkholes are my top three biggest fears. What are the other two? Bridge collapses. It's, freak accidents are, like, my very I tippy top. I think you're scared of bridges in general. But, like, just because I'm scared of bridges collapsing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, sinkholes, and then I don't like crocodiles slash alligators. Mm. So that is a possibility. And, I mean, it very well could have happened because sinkholes are devastating when they're big enough because uh, the world is scary <laughs> and things happen. Definitely, like, it could be a possibility. Another, I'm still kind of leaning towards the first one. I am, too, <clears throat> but they have to take, you know, everything into yeah. consideration. Mm -hmm. Improperly installed piles is another possibility. Piles of what? And I think that's just like a building term, so it's just like the structure. Oh, so just like a poor foundation? Yeah. Okay. As well, I, I'm not an architect. I'm, but like, there, I'm like, what do you mean? Pile, piles of wood? Like, piles like piles of wood? I think like that could be like, like just it's a building. Like I think with the construction of the building in general. Okay. Is just the possibility. That's what we're going to go with. Because I did mention like it could just be poorly built back in the day. And this was the last theory that I saw personally was this fourth one. And it was the possibility that heavy construction next door in 2019 could have damaged this building. So, on that note, a member of the condo board had gone to the city for help at the time, expressing, quote, concerns regarding the structure of our building, based on this other building getting heavy, like, repairs and stuff, or construction. The town officials, though, declined to intervene and suggested that their residents hire someone to monitor any impacts. So that is something to us, like, and it very well could Why be would... a combination of all of these. Yeah. It's like the residents also shouldn't have to pay no. for someone to monitor buildings. Especially because someone from the condo board did yeah. be like, oh, this is affecting my building. I'm going to go take it. And they were like, nah, they can take care of themselves. They're not architects. They're <laughs> not like, no. They're just trying to live their lives. I don't know. They just need a place to stay. <laughs> So yeah, and then it very well could be any number of combination of any of these, or it could be something else completely that someone maybe hasn't even thought of. Personally, I lean a little bit towards the neglect, but it also could be combined with they built it on an area susceptible to a sinkhole, like, because mm -hmm. you never know, and she did see the hole forming, like, it very well could be a combination of those first two things, and the third one, even. Mm-hmm. So I just, we may never know for sure what has happened, but they have stated that they're not diving too deeply into the cause of the problem anyway until the rescue operation ends, which I completely understand. Like, yeah, they want to put the people first. That does need to be a priority. And even though rescuers have stated that anyone left under the rubble is not going to be alive, like, they're pretty sure of that, the families still deserve to have that closure yeah. and to get their loved ones back. So I completely understand that, but I do hope the rescue mission, it continues to go well, they're finding more, and then we get to the root of the problem so that mm -hmm. we can stop it from happening again. Because it, if it's happened once, it can definitely happen again. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have on that. Didn't they demolish the rest of it themselves to yeah. kind of help find people? It started in the middle, and then I think it went to the back towards the building, and then I think... Either one end started to go, or they just took the end down themselves mm -hmm. just to finish it, so it yeah, didn't make do it anything easier. Else. Yeah, yeah to, and and 
make it easier to find people is what I read that yeah I also read like they're doing it so delicately like they've even found like uncracked or un like bottles of wine fully intact like they're doing the best they can to take it like carefully and slowly but they don't have much hope that anyone else is going to be quote rescued yeah which it has been over a week yeah a couple so. Of weeks so it would be a miracle but they the family still deserve yeah it's like realistically probably not just because they've been stuck under there for so long but even yeah even still like the families need to you know know that and be able to bury their loved ones to start the healing process and move on yeah rather than just the anxiety of the unknown Mm because i can only imagine that's just horrible and so yeah if you or anyone you know was affected by that i just send all the good vibes I hope we're able to figure out what exactly happened, and I hope it wasn't neglect, but we'll just have to wait and see. But something good that I did read out of there was that a cat was found and returned to its owners, very happy and alive and healthy. Kitties. Cats are resilient, man. Like, I love a good cat survival story. My favorite thing to do when I'm sad is look at pictures of firefighters rescuing cats from fires. I feel like that would still make me really sad. No, because the pictures are so... Don't! Sh- oh, I thought you were about to show me a picture. I was like, do not. No. I'll cry, Tyler. Okay, I'll show you a funny one that definitely won't make you cry. Stop! Hold on, I gotta find the funny one. Okay, this is not the funny one, but look at its no, eyes. I only want the funny look one. Look at its eyes. That's so sad! <laughs> I want to move on. Okay. <laughs> that was my first case. I did it once, and there's new stuff that's happened. We gotta talk about Britney Spears again. So here we go. On June 23rd, 2021, Britney gave a really explosive court testimony over her long-going battle of her conservatorship, which this was like her first time ever going public mm-hmm. about it in 13 years. Big fucking deal. So, in it, she admitted publicly for the first time that she is not happy. It had mostly been speculation by fans up until then, when people like just hitting like subtle clues and just trying to figure out anything they could mm-hmm. to start the free Britney movement. Doing like the videos, like yeah. seeing videos, like she looks unhappy. Yeah, and she finally admitted like she was pretty much her whole life has been unhappy. It was very sad because like you would see the videos and you would look and you'd it be like, she creepy. looks physically and mentally unwell. And I'm going to have a lot of quotes from her in it, so here's the first one. Quote, I've told the world I'm happy and okay, but I'm traumatized. I'm not happy. I can't even sleep. I'm just like, oh, God, it hurts my heart. If Britney Spears can't be fucking happy, what does the rest of us have to even look forward to? So, in the testimony, she requested to address Judge Brenda Penny to speak out against the arrangement. She spoke for 24 minutes to the court. Quote, A lot has happened since two years ago, the last time I was in court. I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when it came to the court last time. The last time I spoke to you made me feel like I was dead, like I didn't matter, like nothing had been done to me, like you thought I was lying. I want to be heard. I'm telling you this again so that maybe you understand and the depth and degree and the damage. I want and deserve changes going forward. Oh my god. It's it's very sad. That hurt. Yeah, like, it, it, like I said, it was a big deal, this testimony. Like, that's why it made such an uproar. Yeah. It's because she, she didn't hold anything back. She was just like, you're going to listen to me because you never have before. Well, like, you didn't last time, but now, yeah. like, it's gotta change. So, we'll see how 
She talked about how she felt forced to go on tour in 2018 and to perform in her Vegas residency. She called out her dad on all of that, about how she felt forced into it, she wasn't even happy doing it. In response to her remarks, her dad's attorney told CNN, quote, Mr. Spears loves his daughter and misses her very much. <laughs> Fuck off. No, you don't. You just want to use her for her fame and her money and you took a passion from a child and turned it into... Who was into... talented and wanted to have fun. Yeah. It was... It, she wasn't... She did it because she loved it. And you took that and, and you and ripped it from her. And how long has she been unhappy? Like, if... Go... Everyone listening, after this podcast, sit down and just listen to the words of the song, Lucky. She's singing about herself and it's mm-hmm. so sad. Because you hear about it um, so often with, like, young celebrities or even young influencers. Like, that 13-year-old girl who's, like, a YouTuber and, like, not the ASMR, the, not the ASMR one. The, her mom, like, is just managing her stuff because she's 13. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, another one. I can't think of what her name is right now. I, mean, but, I don't like, doubt it. Yeah. She's, like, in her videos and stuff, she's wearing clothing that should not be worn by a 13 year old girl and like both of her parents are using her to like make and i'm just like it makes me sick to my stomach to yeah child fame i hate that you see like because it's like even with child actors like you get one and who like it's because they do it like when they first started they did it because they loved it it was something that they were interested in they had a passion for and then the adults in their life abuse them abuse them they leech off of them and they ruin whatever passion whatever love they had for the thing that made them happy and they just take it away yeah and it's disgusting we're about to get more disgusting in the testimony she also talked about how she was put on lithium against her will quote i felt drunk i couldn't even stick up for myself i couldn't even isn't that an element you'll it's also like a drug you'll see i'll tell you what it is for i'm like i don't know what lithium yeah i was like i knew i can skip to that um lithium iud because i knew about the i that's kind of iud thing but i didn't know yeah i don't know lithium is commonly used to treat bipolar disorder and depression it can often cause episodes of depression and mania uncontrolled irritability or excitement so she was put on this against her will And this is what she said about it. She said, quote, I felt drunk. I couldn't even stick up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad about anything. I told them I was scared, and they had six different nurses come to my home to monitor me while I was on this medication that I didn't even want to be on to begin with. So, why, okay, so does Brittany have bipolar disorder? That's what her family is trying to claim. Because if she... Okay, a lot of medicines, like, especially medicines that treat mental illness, whether mm-hmm. it's depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, whatever. If you are put on that medication while having it, it helps. But the fact that she is being put on a medication for bipolar disorder and then showing symptoms of bipolar disorder as a side effect of the medicine means she doesn't have bipolar disorder because like if you go on antidepressants if you don't have depression you are going to experience depression because the medicine is not helping your depression it's like does that make sense and yeah okay i don't know how to explain it very well but basically if you go on a medication you don't need for a certain something if you don't have it 
then you will experience what it's like. You will experience symptoms of that. So if she is on that medicine that treats bipolar disorder, but she's experiencing depression, mania, that is what bipolar disorder is. It's a heavy swing as a most blanket statement. I'm not going to get into fully what bipolar disorder is because there's a lot that goes into it. But then like main things about it is you go through heavy mood swings of depression and mania. And so she's showing that after being on this medicine, it's probably because she didn't have bipolar disorder, but the medicine is making her have symptoms of that because she doesn't need to be on that fucking medicine. Yeah, I mean, her conservatorship started 13 years ago because she had her, quote, mental breakdown, but it was with, she was just fed up with the paparazzi and her ex-husband wouldn't let her see her kids. It was that whole thing we talked about. If you are interested, go listen to our first current events episode. I talk about it. And her family has just been medicating her ever since then. And there's no way to know for sure if she, she probably does. I mean, we all have a little bit of, you know, mental health issues probably in this day and age. But she's so under the clutches of her family, she'll never actually truly ever get the help she needs because they're just pushing lithium on her. They're like, no, it's this. You're crazy. It's this. And, and when she can't people breathe. have a mental, people who, neurotypical people have mental breakdowns, believe it or not. Neurotypical people do have mental breakdowns, but that doesn't mean that's just one event that triggered that. And then after a while, they get better. They don't need to be treated, especially with medication. Definitely therapy. Therapy is good for everyone. Everyone needs to go to therapy. I don't care if you have mental illness, don't have mental illness. Feel Everyone needs therapy. But people who don't have a certain, or who haven't been diagnosed by a professional with a mental illness does not need to be taking medication for that mental illness. Yeah, especially if the diagnosis was maybe bought off by a corrupt father. Like, and that's just the thing is we don't know because they keep it so like top light. I can't even talk. I'm so mad. Locked tight in their family. Like, it's just she needs to be separated from her family is what it comes down to. If they really cared about her. I don't know. That just really upset me because that's like part of like my psychology brain like that because I really am passionate about I'm passionate about psychology. I'm passionate about mental health. And so hearing that I'm like the way she's reacting to a medicine for bipolar disorder probably means that she doesn't have bipolar disorder, but it was forced upon her. And now she's experiencing symptoms of bipolar disorder, which is just an even more reason to give her more of the medicine because it's like, oh, see, she's, she's showing bipolar disorder. But if she was on the medication like she was supposed to be, yeah. if it was actually, it would be helping. Granted, medication isn't perfect and end-all, yeah. be-all. It doesn't cure it. Bipolar disorder can't be cured. A lot of mental illness cannot be cured. But you can take things to help. But if it's making it worse, it means you don't need to be on that medication. You didn't need it in the first place. And the fact that they're forcing her to take that as like an excuse, oh my God, the Munchausen's. Yeah, the sickest and the saddest part about this whole case is she probably does need some form of mental help, but she'll never be able to get it. She's not going to be able to get the right kind. And it's sad. (laughs) Like, that's, it's just so sad. I'm so angry right now. Like, it's going to get worse. Let's continue, shall we? No. Can we, can we just stop? Part of her testimony went on. Brittany stated that she has been wanting to start a family with her boyfriend, as is, you know, her fucking ride as a human, because mm-hmm. she should have that choice, right? Quote, 
I was told right now in the conservatorship I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now so that I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I could start trying to have another baby. But the so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children. No more children. And that's just very disgusting. Along with being forced to take drugs, she's being forced to have an IUD when it's you know, here we go, her body, her choice, mm -hmm. but it's not her body, her choice under these conditions. And I don't understand legally how they are allowing this. Yeah, like... If she wants to, it's her fucking right. It's her body. It's she literally her body. She should be allowed body. to have a baby. If she wants to have a baby, she should be allowed. Personally, I never have wanted kids. I don't want kids. It's my choice. Mm -hmm. It's my right. And you have every right to choose to not to want to have kids. And anyone should have that right. right? And But if you want to have kids, you should be able to have the choice to be like, I want to have a kid. Let me have a baby. Any fucking woman on the planet should have that choice. But apparently we live in The Handmaid's Tale and Britney Spears is prisoner zero. Like, it makes me so mad. Forcing drugs on her, forcing an IUD. It's, it just... I. And it's her family doing it. It's, yeah. Um, it's just like, because even when she wanted to see the kids she, that she had with her, her kid, her ex-husband, she wasn't allowed to. And now she's not allowed to have a new family because she's obviously not going to be able to see her kids that she already had. They're not going to let that happen. She can't even start. A, she can't have another baby. That she, she cannot has. live her life is all it comes down to. Like, she's not living. She's a prisoner. And they're just keeping her around for her money. That's literally, as far as I'm concerned, all it is. And if they want to prove it's not, they should separate her from her family to actual medical professionals and let mm -hmm. them decide. It's that easy. Because, like, even when we it's talked about simple. in the first episode, like, even if they just change the conservatory to where it's just the bank. We're going to talk. That's, there's new of, stuff with that, too. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, it's not good, though. Don't worry. So, still in the testimony from June 23rd, she stated that her dad enjoys controlling her life and stated that she believes her conservators, this includes her father, should be in jail. Like, she just thinks they should all straight up be in jail and that she wants to sue her I agree family. With that. She wants to sue her family. I agree with and that. And I don't blame her. Shortly after her statement, the court recessed and after its return, the transmission was stopped and nothing else was made public. So, moving on. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at your boobs, but I keep going back to look at all of the Are characters. You at him? Yeah, <laughs> and Hattori, who's like right, right, right yeah. on the boob. Where I like him. Where he should be. Where he deserves to be. I'm sorry, I interrupted, <laughs> but I just I was like, I hope Brittany doesn't think I'm staring at her boobs. I, really I mean, I figured it was the show, but <laughs> back to not good stuff. Yeah, no, let's bring it back down. We okay. got really up, and then we're gonna take it back down. Since her testimony, there have been some new claims recently. That Jamie Spears, her dad, has spent more than $2 million of Britney's money on his legal fees to remain her conservator. Which we talked about this last time. Because I, I don't doubt this 100%. It's just allegations right now, though. You know. Whatever. It's... No. But we even <laughs> talked about last time how she's basically paying for both sides yeah. of the case against her. She's paying her. for her own lawyers, and, and then he's using her money to pay to for pay. his lawyers. And, and like, apparently someone recently let it slip that it's about $2 million of her money that Jesus he spent on his own. So yeah, this allegation makes total sense to me, but it's still absolute fucking bullshit. And it's just, just the nerve of the legal system in California. I can't understand it. I can't understand it at all. 
but a little bit of a backstory on this claim. So I'm gonna run down what I read. It's a little convoluted though, so bear with me. So in 2019, Jamie Spears had some health issues and had to step down as the personal conservator on the ship. On the, the case. Not the ship. I don't know why I said the ship. I guess conservator. I was good at adding yeah, the ship. conservatorship. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a ship now. It's fine. But it's sinking fast. So yeah, he had some mental health issues and had to step down as the main conservator. Jody Montgomery took his place uh, on a temporary basis as the main, her personal conservator. On July 9th, 2021, Montgomery's lawyer filed some documents in a LA court that claimed, quote, Brittany has wished her father out of her life for years and that he had spent more than $2 million of his daughter's money to remain conservator of her estate. So the person that took his place for a brief point of time as the main personal conservator recently filed in court that he had spent this money to remain her personal conservator. So they're calling him out on it. Like, hey, this is happening. And Brittany has wanted him out of her life for years. Earlier this month, uh, her court-appointed attorney resigned, as did Bessemer Trust, which we talked about. The bank, yeah. Yes, they also resigned. Oof. Who we talked about last time, like Skyler said. And they were a wealth management group that was intended to be the co-conservator of her estate. But they have recently resigned this month. So, along with her court-appointed lawyer. So now it's literally just him who's in charge of Fucking hell! And due to these factors, Brittany asked Jody Montgomery, the temporary one who took her dad's place, to remain the conservator of her person so that she could help Brittany find a new lawyer. So Brittany asked her, like, hey, can you remain the personal one so that you can help me find a lawyer because mine just resigned? Montgomery filed a document recently that claimed that she was the subject of threatening messages over her role as conservator and that she would need security in place as a safety precaution. Jamie Spears, though, disagreed and objected to her quest, which would have cost $50,000 a month. Jamie's attorney had this to say in response, quote, Mr. Spears himself has been the subject of ongoing threats as well, not just recently, but for years. So Mr. Spears understands well the challenges inherent in the position he holds and the work he performs on the behalf of his daughter. So he basically said, yeah, sucks to suck, sorry, fuck you, can't help you. Even though, I mean, some people think that maybe it was his team that sent the threatening messages to get her out of the position. Probably. But I digress, I'm not, no defamation here. Less than a week after Brittany's court testimony, Jamie's lawyer submitted a filing that pinned her unhappiness on Montgomery, who she had confided in. They suggested that perhaps Spears did not have enough say in the matter of Montgomery's appointment in another filing. Uh, Jamie's lawyers requested an investigation into the truthfulness of Brittany's statement in court. So now they're trying to pin why Brittany has been so unhappy for 13 years on Jody Montgomery, who has only been here for two years. And so that, I don't see how they thought they were going to make that make sense. Like, yeah, no. She literally just said she's been happy for 13 years, but he's like, pin it on Jody, it's fine. And then he's like, oh, but we also need to look into the truthfulness of everything she said, because it doesn't sound correct. And it's like, I don't even understand. Just the gall, the audacity of Jamie Spears. Oh my God. The audacity. 
I don't even, I don't get how he's getting away with this. Because the system is fucked. And she's just, at this point, she's just a pretty blonde girl who can make money. And that's all they care about. If, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's just paying off the courts at this point with her money. Like, whatever. So a week later, after her testimony, a judge shot down Brittany's request to have her father removed from her conservatorship again. Oh my god. It's claimed that the documents that turned down her request are not in a direct response to her powerful testimony she gave. The judge cannot make any ruling based on what she said as she still has yet to file a petition to terminate her conservatorship. So it said, the document said this, quote, the conservators request to spend James P. Spears immediately upon the appointment of Bessemer Trust Company of California as sole conservator of a state is denied without prejudice. Sadly, though, this denial isn't really anything new in this case. It's been going on for 13 years. It's just another setback for Brittany. She, I doubt she has any intention of lying down and taking it at this point if she finally worked up the courage to go to court and mm -hmm. testify. This is probably just the beginning for her. And or at least I hope this is just the beginning for her. I hope it's nearing the end for her, honestly. Like, I mean, I hope she doesn't stop fighting, but I hope the courts get their shit together yeah. soon. Yeah, I know what you meant, though. But as far as I'm concerned, this case is just a big hot mess. Like, I, I don't understand, like you said, it's how so it's fucking frustrating. gone this long. It's basically a lot of pointing fingers at this point, even between her two conservators. Now they're turning on each other. It's a lot of he said, she said. It just seems shady and unnecessary, and I don't understand how the courts aren't being like, oh, even her team and her parent team are fighting. Like, they can't even... The conservators in charge of her life, because they know better, can't even get their shit together to work together. Like, that in itself should be a big red flag, yeah. in my opinion. Like, they're just... At this point, they're choosing to be fucking blind yes, to the situation. Yes, and it makes you think, are they getting paid off, yeah. like, at this point? Why wouldn't they And I wouldn't be? be surprised. Brittany has made her stance, though, crystal clear. Like, she wants her father out. She wants to end her conservatorship without evaluation further. And in closing to the judge, she said this, quote, I just want my life back, and it's been 13 years, and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. She just wants her life back, man. Yeah. And she should. Like, she's been working her whole life, and she's 39 years old, and she should have some goddamn control mm -hmm. over her, herself and her body. Like, if you're... I don't see how you can deny people the rights to their body, but whatever. That's a whole other issue I have. Oh, people do that all the time. I know. And it's, it's sickening. But if you're interested in the actual court transcript between the judge and Brittany, Variety has a transcript of it that I will post in the show description, and it just shows you everything that was said up until, of course, it was the transmission was stopped. But that is all I have right now on the Brittany of it all very frustrating yeah, and upsetting. Like giving me a headache. Yeah, that's very sad. And just to lighten it up, I have one little topic to talk about, just to kind of lift the spirits a little bit, because after my two cases, I was like, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> I'm not trying to make every current event depressing, even though I usually do. So I'll just touch lightly. Um, since our last episode, if you don't know, we talked about some history and I talked about the history of Pokemon a little bit. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've had the urge and the desire to start playing Pokemon Go again. 
So I've been doing that this whole week, and it's been a lot of fun. I tried to catch a Pokemon for her at work, and I didn't realize you had to aim the ball, (laughs) and so I just wasted one of her Pokeballs. Yeah, for... This is a joke for legal reasons, but I play it at work. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's really fun because there are a lot of Pokemon at you my work, actually. You were on your actually. break, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't do it at my desk, no. But I guess I joined in again at the right time because right now, actually, it is the fifth anniversary of Pokemon Go going on. So, happy anniversary, Pokemon Go! Um, and there's lots of events and specials going on right now, so I just wanted to touch on that because it's current. So, like, incense and lures are lasting double the amount of time. If you play the game, you know what that means. If not, it's just gibberish, and that's fine. There are some cool event rewards happening. There are remote raid battles, which I didn't know was a thing, but it might not be new to the anniversary, but it was new because I just started playing again. But that basically means I can do raids from my house, which is really fun. So I battled in a raid earlier today with a stranger, and I was like, hey, this is cool. So if you've ever been interested in trying it out or fell out of it like I did, now's a good time to get back in because it's the anniversary and I think it's lasting for a few more days and you can get some cool stuff and prizes and you can come play with me. And when I did our post for last week's episode, I put my friend code, which you can friend me. And I don't know if it was listeners, but I got about like 20 friend requests and We've been sending each other presents, and if you're listening and that's you, that's cool. Thanks. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> so it is fun. But if not, go back to that post and add me, and I'll definitely send you presents because it's really fun. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so kind of already touched on this, but yeah, I'm kind of tired. I'm not feeling great today, and so I didn't really have the energy to do like a full in-depth research over one thing. I was gonna do some more YouTube drama because Brittany usually does like you know the more serious like these are the things that are currently happening in the world that you need to be aware of because it's important and then my dumbass comes in later with some more like light-hearted YouTube famous rich people are crazy and here you go to kind of lift the mood although that didn't happen last time because the YouTube drama was apparently really fucked up which I did not know going in yeah (laughs) and I was gonna do Gabby Hannah because she's been in a a lot of controversy lately that pops Uh, up a lot on my TikTok but like that shit runs deep and there's going to be a lot of research I needed to do to get the full story to be able to talk about it and just because as much as I love living out my old dream of wanting to be a commentary YouTuber um, that's what I wanted to be in high school I wanted to do YouTube commentary videos I don't want to give you false information or like leave holes in like what's going on so yeah so for now enjoy this short dive of random things that have been happening right now I love it (laughs) So to start off, there was an underwater fire in Mexico. On July 2nd, 2021, gas started to leak from the pipeline in the Campeche Sound at around 5.15 a.m. on Friday, July the 2nd. Pemex, the state-owned petroleum company that owns the pipeline, said that on the Monday prior, a lightning storm with heavy rain affected the equipment at the same time the gas leak had been detected. So as gas started rising to the water's surface, it was hit with the electrical shocks from the storm and the lightning and everything, causing the fire to break out in the water. Firefighters were sent to close the pipeline's valve and inject nitrogen into it in order to extinguish the fire. And they were able to continue normal operation around 1045 the same morning. So it went pretty successfully. That's nice. 
and Pemex said that there was no oil spill nor environmental damage as a result, and they are continuing their investigation into the cause of the gas leak. But yeah, there was like a little fire in the middle of the water. Yeah, that's wild. Which I guess can't, because water does have oxygen in it, it just doesn't have a high enough concentration of oxygen that fire needs, but I guess with the gas and everything, it was like, we can start a fire here, and it did. Yeah, I mean, it's good there's no oil, though. Yeah. Going. Because I think maybe since they caught it so soon and, like, maybe. stopped it and fixed it, because it was within five hours. Yeah. Like, that, it that started at quick. 5.15, and then by 10.45, they were like, all right, we're back up and running, everything's fine. Yeah. So I think the fact that it was able to be resolved so quickly kind of kept that from happening. That is nice that it was able to snap to you real quick. Because they were on that shit. Yeah, that, that is good. Save our oceans, people. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the one time when I was watching an, a documentary? And not the one recently, but... I was to say, the one about the seals. No, not that one. Because <laughs> we're really going to talk about that again. <laughs> no, but back in high school, it was on my spring break. I was, instead of doing, like, fun spring break high school things, what I did was I watched the Buddy Holly movie and then watched the World Figure Skating Championships um, and also watched <laughs> nature documentaries. Because that was my life. Um, Can't Rory Gilmore <laughs> before she went crazy. Yeah, I I haven't finished Gilmore Girls. Really, really. New goal for TV is I want to make Skylar watch Gilmore Girls with me from the beginning. I've been meaning because I used to watch it while I was writing a lot. Because I really only watch shows that are in English while I'm doing something else. Yeah. Because. Otherwise, I can't pay attention, which is why, like, if I watch a show that's, like, a K-drama or a C-drama or anime, have to pay attention. I have to pay attention yeah, because I'm that. watching it and reading the subtitles, and so it gives my brain two things to do, yes. but whereas if it's in English, I don't have to, and my brain is only watching it, and it's like, this is, like, I need something else to do. I get that. It's called having ADHD. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> But after I stopped writing for a while, just because I didn't have anything I had wanted to write, like, I kind of stopped watching it. And then when I got back into writing recently, like, last week when I had said, like, it took me forever to do my notes because I had been writing, blah, blah, blah. I had been watching Eleanor Neal's true crime YouTube videos. Mm. And I was like, I guess now when I start writing again, I kind of need to go back and start watching Gilmore Girls. Because at least, like, I can, like, kind of take a peek, like, and, like, look and see what's going on and yeah. kind of get back to it and, like, have it. But yeah, I'm not very far. No. Yeah, it's like we talked about with my, when we talked about TV, like, I always usually put, like, a sh different show, and I just run it while I'm doing, like, house chores or mm -hmm. doing other things, and here lately, where I have dual monitors on my computer, when I play The Sims or other just, like, casual games, I usually have, like, an English dub anime or a show going on on my other one, just because I also need, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw a video come up on my YouTube recommendations like, when I was, I just got on YouTube and, like, in the suggested for you, it was, like, 10 signs you don't have ADHD. And I was, like, okay, are you telling me something? Like, is this, like, gonna, and then so <laughs> I clicked on it and all of the 10 signs, I was, like, can't relate to that. Oh, can't no. relate to that. <laughs> can't relate to that. So I've never had that TikTok. It's usually, <laughs> here's how you know you have it. I'm, like, oh, yep, yeah, mm -hmm, yep. Yeah, because I would yeah. get, like, all the, like, <laughs> yeah, this is how you know you have it. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then, like, the guy that did it is, like, this 70-year-old guy who um, has ADHD, and he was just kind of, like, talking about it. He was like, because, like, 
when people see those things that are like, you know, here's how, here are signs that you have this, you know, people can relate it to themselves in a different way. And it's like, so here's signs that you don't have it to see if you can relate it to yourself in this way. And then I could not relate to any of them. I was <laughs> like, relate. what were we talking about? Nature documentaries. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there was this one that was like the world at night. And so, like, it was one, it was, like, this, like, kind of green area, but then at night, it would all frost over and, like, be, like, crystallized ice that was just, like, made everything sparkly and shiny, and so I was already tearing up at that because it was just so beautiful, and then it got to the ocean, and the ocean was just, like, so beautiful, all the fish and the, um, sea an- anemones, uh, amanemones, <laughs> okay, Nemo. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the, whatever the fuck those are. Yeah. Uh, and basically just like the ocean life at nighttime. And then I really started crying because it was just so beautiful. I was like, it's so, the world is so beautiful, but we keep destroying it and it makes me sad. No, yeah. The ocean's beautiful and deadly and gorgeous and I respect it and I'm terrified of it. Just respect the ocean, people. Seriously. The world. We've only got one. Yeah, I know. Depending on what you believe in, you might have multiple lives, which that's cool, but we only got one world. <laughs> and we're killing it. That's true. So, so even if you do come back in your next life. Which I I believe in reincarnation. It's fine. I, I love the idea. I love the idea of reincarnation. But we need something to come back to. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yes. So second, lawmakers have introduced a bill to make Colby... The official state cheese of Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> this I like is Colby. This is not the first attempt to make this happen. Um, with the town of Colby, Wisconsin, leading the charge. Well, okay. <laughs> I feel, I'm gonna come out and say they're a little biased. <laughs> All right. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Since the cheese was developed in the city of Colby near Wasau, um, bills asking for the state cheese to be Colby have been presented since 1997. <laughs> were you even born? You weren't even born! <laughs> They've been trying to make This Colby's- cheese bill is older than you! <laughs> it's been going on for 24 years. Oh my god. And it usually always passes through the Wisconsin Assembly, but tend to be, but it tends to be ignored by the Senate. You know, honestly, I'm surprised. <laughs> as much as they ignore the bigger problems, I feel like they'd be like all for the Colby cheese. Yeah, well. sorry we can't give you human rights. But Colby needed to be the state cheese. <laughs> we were too focused over here in Wisconsin. <laughs> Although one representative, Rick Gundrum of Slinger, says, I have an issue with making one cheese a state cheese. I mean, let's hear the man out. <laughs> Lots of cheeses are really good. We have a wide variety of Swiss, Gouda, smoked Gouda, Havarti, Provolone, Limburger, Asiago, and string cheese also has its advocates. But you know, I, I get it. Colby is kind of like the cheese of the people. Yeah, it's, it's everyone likes Colby Jack. Yeah, it's it's not as fancy as like Gouda pretentious cheese, and it's not as like string cheese falling apart. It's right in the middle. I get it. It's like a two buck check. It's everybody's drink. <laughs> like it's just it's the cheese of the people. 
He also said, maybe a slogan would put Colby over the top. Like, Did he give examples? He gave examples. Two. Okay. (laughs) Like, Colby, it only looks like cheddar. (laughs) Or, Colby, 45 million pounds a year can't be wrong. What was his name? (laughs) Rick Gundrum. Rick. (laughs) Ricky Rick Rick. Although I said, which one of the slogans, the first one, the like Colby, it only looks like cheddar, uh, kind of sounds like Mr. Gundrum is throwing some shade. I just, I, I was with you, man. <laughs> Rick, I was with you. But this is the two worst slogans <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Keep your day job, Rick. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't go into advertising. He's like Chandler in that last episode. <laughs> what is it? Socks or, or sh- like, sh- what was it? Oh my god, that's gonna bother me. But Chandler was not good at advertising either. No, <laughs> I know which episode you're talking about, but I can't think of what it is either. Cause they were so bad. He yeah, didn't stick with you. <laughs> Ricky or Chandler. Next, on Friday, July 9th, an unopened copy of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda that was made in 1987 has sold at the Heritage Auctions in Dallas for $870,000. Oh, shit. I mean, I believe it. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Oh, shit. The auction house said it was a rare version that was created during a limited production run that happened in late 1987. Uh, Valerie McLucky, Heritage's video game specialist, stated... The Legend of Zelda marks the beginning of one of the most important sagas in gaming. Its historical significance can't be understated. It is a true collector's piece. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I know a bunch of people who'd kill for that. Yeah, Legend of Zelda is like, they've got everyone. <laughs> everyone has, knows Zelda. Like, even if you've never played it, you know what it is. Yeah, like, you've wanted an ocarina before. Like, <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Did it say who, like, if it went to just, like, an individual who paid that much? Or was it, like, a company? I don't, or... I don't oh, know. I don't know. Yeah. I was just curious who, like, I mean, I wouldn't doubt someone would shell that out. Yeah, probably someone who's, like, made a lot of money in, like, computers or programming somehow. I can see that. I mean, that's, that is really cool. It's like those people who are uh, selling, like, the original puffy case, like, Beauty and the Beast. VHS's for that amount of money. Or, um, there was one, Little Mermaid, something before they fixed the penis on the cover for some of those. <clears throat> There's, like, a bunch of stuff like that. It's, like, little weird quirks on stuff that is always really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, hearing about that, you're just like, oh, that's It's like, I wish I could afford it, yeah. or I wish I was the one selling it. Yeah. <laughs> but I also am greedy and a hoarder and I just will not sell my stuff. Yeah, I'm like, even <laughs> if it was like that, I'm like, I still don't know. That it's I like really last time it. we said, like, I kick myself for not keeping all of my original Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I would sell it now for money, it's just I want it. <laughs> I want to have it. Yeah, I saw the Little Mermaid that's going for $45,000, but I don't see a penis. Maybe it's not on the cover, maybe it's in the actual video because mm. i i can't remember which one it was it might be that there was actually a shot well it says little mermaid little mermaid black diamond band cover okay so it is the cover it, yeah i'm like i don't see a penis it's something with the castle and i literally think it's just the rounded tips of the castle and people were like this looks like a penis and they were like redo it 
So I don't think, like, where they're, like, curved at the top, I don't think they do that anymore. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm moms. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I literally don't see any Karens of the world. <gasps> Bitch! Jesus. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just went back to my Google homepage, it was like, Netflix release for Hunter Hunter Seasons 5 and 6 rescheduled for August 2021. Oh, nice. So that's a current event. Hunter <laughs> Hunter Seasons 5 and 6 are coming to Netflix in August, baby! So, and in April, the Heritage Auction House also sold an unopened copy of Nintendo Super Mario Brothers, which was bought in 1986, but had been left in a desk drawer forgotten. Jesus. It, had, it sold for $660,000. Oh, my God. Just because it was left in a desk drawer, forgotten about. I can tell you my things I've forgotten about, but they are not worth no. about money. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Especially back then, like, that would have had been a huge game, probably. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, new. Like, mm-hmm. it was something. Yeah. Like, I wish I had something that was that worth that much. Like, what would you even do with that money? I, wow. Spend it. <laughs> I don't even know if I could, and I impulse buy all the time. Like, I spend so much money on home skates today because I kept having to buy coins. <laughs> I think I spent, like, $30 buying coins oh for home skates. Oh, God. All right, I spent like sixty dollars last month on a on a comic app for reading a comic. Okay, so next in Norton Shores, Michigan, a thirty-three-year-old man, David Olson, discovered one hundred sixty bowling balls underneath his house. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> when he had gone to demolish his back stairs, he found one ball buried in the sand behind cinder blocks, and continued to find more in the following days. He contacted Brunswick Bowling Products, who manufactured them, and found out they had a plant in the area, and those were actually made in the 1950s. Okay. The workers used to take scrapped bowling balls to use as an alternative to gravel or sand. And I have no idea how that works, because I feel like that might result in a lot of ankles rolling, but, like, who's to say? Like, why would you just step on bowling balls? I don't get it. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess if you had so much extra, they do take up a lot of space. But it was like these ones like weren't polished. Some of them didn't have finger holes. Like they were just messed up, like scrapped bowling balls. So they just so they just, they just used them and then probably filled in the gaps, maybe with like sand or concrete or whatever it was. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That would be the only way I could see yeah. that it worked. I was like, either that or they, like, bust them down into, like, fine material um, to oh, use. Oh, but, did he, but he, he found whole ones, though? Yeah. So, so then, I yeah, I guess it would have to be, like, just they had extra and they used them as filler. Maybe. Yeah, I'm like, I literally have no idea. That's, that's a weird discovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Olsen donated some, and then he plans to give some to the Muskegon Heritage Museum, and he says he'll use the rest for landscaping or making sculptures. I mean, when life gives you lemons, or when life gives you bowling balls, make sculptures. (laughs) (laughs) Next, in Hawaii, officials are holding a lottery to remove and distribute over 700 invasive goats to the public. Invasive creatures are a big deal in Hawaii, but yeah, yeah, tell me about these goats. (laughs) Where did they come from? So, uh, I don't know where they came from, but they were in the National Historic Park, which is why his, 
Hawaii was trying to get um, rid of them and give them away because the National Historic Park is an important cultural and historical site in Hawaii. Yeah. And those who are interested in the ghosts may apply for permits, um, which will be issued through a random lottery on July 28th. Is it for locals only? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Department of Land and, National, and Natural Resources will distribute 20 to 50 goats per permit. So if you applied for a permit, you would either get somewhere between 20 and 50 goats. Does it say what kind of goats there are? No. Oh, goats are cute. Applicants must indicate how many goats they want, and they cannot choose which goats they get. Lottery winners must have a 16-foot enclosed horse trailer for picking up and transporting their goats so they won't escape, or otherwise their permits will be refused. You also need a lot of grass. Goats eat a lot. Yeah. Especially if you're getting 20 goats. Oh my god. Yeah. But they were just trying to get rid of these goats through a public lottery. And if you applied for a permit, you may be one of the lucky ones who gets 20 to 50 goats. I mean, if you're in need of goats, because I mean, I guess you can get like goat's milk, assuming they're, you know, able to produce that. But yeah, damn. Need to protect Hawaii people. Mm hmm. Especially this past year. I love Hawaii. I've always joked about and dreamed of moving to Hawaii, but the amount of you fuckers that moved there during COVID and are ruining it, I hate you. They're essentially, like, colonizing Hawaii. Yes, like it's disgusting. Just leave it alone. Like, oh my god, it's so beautiful, and everyone's ruining it. Because the people who are native to Hawaii, is it Pacific Islanders? Is that what? Yeah. They try so hard to keep their culture and their all these white fucking influencers their home alive and then white people go in and they're like this is my space now it's like no it's fucking not and i get it hawaii's beautiful the drill is great it's so laid back everyone is so fucking nice visit they get their money from visitors tourists that's how most of the locals get their jobs and they love it that's all you gotta do. Don't go there. Don't take their jobs. Don't take their environments. Don't take their resources. Just visit. Give them your money so they can survive. And then leave. It's that easy. And there were so many people, like, even during the pandemic, not even moving there. They were just visiting because the flights were so cheap. And it's before the vaccines ever came out. And, like, they were just, it was, I was disgusted. Oh, my God. It was horrible. I even saw people on my Facebook that I knew personally doing that, and just know I know who you are, and I never liked you to begin with, but I'll definitely call you out. I hate the world. If I ever get famous, I'll call you out. <laughs> and this is my last story. Okay. Um, in Montana, a man and his friends rescued a, a skunk with a pickle jar stuck over its head while they were visiting a lake. So, Bob Wilson was visiting Flathead Lake when he saw the skunk trying to free its head from a glass jar. He said that he saw the skunk knocking the jar against the base of a tent cabin, but the jar wasn't budging. He alerted his friends, and they used a box to contain the skunk's body and keep it still while they pulled the jar off. He said the skunk walked away without any apparent injuries, and they didn't get sprayed. So, the skunk didn't see them as a threat. I yeah, guess the skunk they knew. were helping. Yeah, because the skunk knew that they were trying to help. And so the skunk is free and no pickle jar on its head. 
and if you were the one who threw a pickle jar. I was about to say, is this because of litter? I'm assuming so. Because I'm about to go on a rant about that. I'm like, I'm fucking assuming so, because I can't imagine how else the skunk would get its head stuck in a pickle jar. So if you were the asshole that threw an empty pickle jar into nature for a skunk to get its head stuck in, then you deserve the fires of hell. Don't litter people, especially jars, glass jars. It's not like they erode. Go into witchcraft. Your goblin brain won't let you get rid of jars. You will repurpose them for everything. That's what I do. I've never thrown away a jar in my life. And even if you don't do witchcraft, like... <laughs> Give them to your witch friends. Give them to thrift stores, antique shops. You can use glass jars for literally anything. Literally uh, storage ve- vegetable... Um, like, you can put your... If you grow you vegetables... You can make pickles. You could make your own pickles from a pickle jar. <laughs> yeah, and you could, like, put green beans or tomatoes. You can use them as home decor. Like, put lights in them. Like, you can make candles. Yeah, make candles. Like, just jars are so useful. Make a rock jar or a coin jar. Like, if you're like me and don't like carrying around change, I have one of those Starbucks, like, iced latte things that they sell at gas stations. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I cut... Frappuccinos? Yeah, the Frappuccinos. I cut a hole in the top and I use it as a change jar because I don't like carrying around change. So I have that jar that I just keep changing. You can literally use glass jars for anything. Like, it's just... Don't... Throw your glass jar. Don't litter your glass jars. Yeah, and if oh. you like, and maybe you don't want a jar. Break it up. Make glass. Make art from broken glass. Like, there's so many options. You can make window like sun catchers. Like, don't kill the world. We've said it like five times now. <laughs> In Ontario, Canada, a similar rescue happened when a Peel Regional Police officer freed a skunk whose head was stuck in a McDonald's McFlurry cup. It's not even glass. Yeah. That's just recycle. Because I'm pretty sure it's either plastic or styrofoam, and can't you recycle both of those? Yes. Yeah. The proper bins. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was thinking of, like, vestibule. I was like, that's not the right word. <laughs> yeah, you've got, like, styrofoam <laughs> recycling, plastic recycling, so whatever you get, recycle Just wash it. it out. Instead of letting a skunk get its head stuck in a McDonald's McFlurry cup. Meanwhile, in Colorado, Boulder Wildlife Rescue is still looking through the foothills for a bear with a plastic bucket stuck around its neck. The bear I you said your stuff wasn't sad. <laughs> so sad to me. The bear is in no immediate danger as he is still able to move, eat, and drink. And he doesn't appear to be in any pain whatsoever. So it's just like here. Yeah, it's like, so I guess the bottom of the bucket, like, like there was open. a hole in it, and so the bear got its head in there, so it's around his neck, and it kind of looks like one of those medical cones for your pets when they, yeah. like, have something they're not supposed to chew. This cone um, of shame. Yeah, it kind of looks like a cone of shame. Shame and on humans. Seriously, like, but then again, buckets, I feel it's less like littering it probably was just a bucket that someone had out for some and and bears like scavenge and they take stuff and like yeah sure the wildlife is the wildlife the the wildlife rescue (laughs) is looking really hard for the bear because even though he's in no immediate danger they are worried about like 
yeah, so, but the wildlife rescue people are still looking to get the bucket removed as they are greatly concerned about how it could harm the bear when he starts to put on weight for winter. So they are like, they have posted pictures on Twitter. They're like, hey, if anyone's seen this bear, this is where he was last seen. Where was that again? Boulder, Colorado. Okay, yeah, so Colorado, if you're there, look out. Yeah, try and, if you see this bear, and it's in the foothills is where, and it was last seen on April somebody's porch. And so they are looking, they're posting pictures, asking if anyone has seen it, and if anyone does see it, to let them know, because they want to get the bucket removed. Yeah, it's probably about time for it to start getting its winter weight. Mm-hmm. Hope they find it. Yeah, because, like I said, even though the bear is in no immediate danger right now, it's going to get there the very soon. Yeah. Way to end the snow <laughs> I'm going to cry. Yeah, just respect animals, respect nature, don't litter, respect cultures, don't be a shit. Current events! <laughs> it's the moral of the story every current events, just don't be a bad person. Alright, here we go, slink happy thoughts. <gasps> ah! We got our last new topic! <laughs> pressure is on because I don't know what to talk about. Our topic is mystical. Yes, and our drink is Britney's Choice. It's a Britney week. It is. Yay! After the horrid wine she had to drink this week, she's going to get to do something for herself. Oh, and I get to get witchy with you bitches. I'm excited. (laughs) There's so many options, though. This is going to be a fun one. I'm also overwhelmed at the same time. I don't know what I want to do. Drink-wise and topic-wise, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to talk about astrology. Okay, so that takes that away from me, then, at least. All right. So, mystical and Britney's choice. Yes! This is going to be a fun one. I can feel it. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. excited. <laughs> Where can they find us? So, you can find our podcast at Sip in Spin Pod on Twitter and Instagram, And if you want to email us about anything, you can email us at sipinspinpod at gmail.com. If you want to find Brittany, her social media is Whimsy Dream or Whimsy Dreams, just depending. And mine is GleamYKS. But all of our link trees will be down in the show notes, so don't stress about it. They're there. You can just click on the link. It'll take you to us. Yeah, and we thank you so much for listening, and just be prepared to get real weird and real witchy with us next week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, we're giving all you guys good vibes this week. Yeah. So, hopefully you take that in with whatever you need. Also, I bought a journal that's green, and it has a leaf on it, and, like, it hooks around the leaf, and to use as, like... My witch book for when I start doing research on stuff to do that. Green's my favorite color. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, was, I was just like looking for a notebook that I could keep all of the notes in while I was doing my research. Yeah. And so I was looking on Amazon and I was like, this one. This one is like, <laughs> it's got the right vibe. Because it's like a, it's kind of got like a soft outside and it's green and it's got like a leaf and then it like hooks around so it's very like the energy I just really liked it I don't know so I felt like it was the right choice because (laughs) I felt like it was calling to me yeah 
yeah guys go with your gut this week go with the good vibes and we'll tell you about some mystical shit next week anything else nope all right <laughs> she's gonna do the slogan now. <laughs> we'll sip with you next time bye